Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. We're coming to you live from Mesa, Arizona. Yes. Yeah. Those of you who listen to Trust and Believe, y'all should have came because it's lit. I didn't tell them to scream like that either. But anyway, I'm so excited to do this podcast today because I get to look at people and hear your questions and hear where you are. And for those of you who are listening at this moment, one of the other things that's really, really cool is that I think when you hear other people's questions, you somehow relate it to your own, not issues, but things that you might be struggling with or things that you want to know. And it always helps you understand that you are not alone in this life. When I met Scott, And I was in this world of fitness and I kind of felt like I had to be the most ripped person. And it was like super weird. And I remember Scott saying to me for the first time, well, you're never going to be the prettiest person in the room. You're never going to be the ugliest. You're never going to be the tallest. You're never going to be the shortest. You're never going to be the richest. It's just ever evolving. So why not just live your life? And then it really helped me start the process and the ramp up to believing that I'm truly not alone in whatever it is that I'm struggling with, even though I'm alone in my brain figuring it out. So with that said, I would love to hear some of your questions and talk through it. Some of y'all might be older than me, but I got a lot of life experience that I'm willing to share. And no question is off limits. But don't get too far because then I have to make you join my wine night after dark. Raise your hand if you have a question. We have two hands. Put your hands up in the air. Hi, my name is Kristen. Hi, Kristen. I have two quick questions. One, years ago you did the Relationship Thrivation Group, and I loved it because my partner's not really into fitness, but to get him into, like, my world and to know who I'm talking about was really an awesome experience. Do you think you'll ever do something like that again? Thank you for asking that. Let me ask you a question before I answer that. How is it now? He's He or she is not in your world at the moment? Oh, he still is. Oh. He's not going nowhere. No, I'm talking about, like, the fitness world. (laughs) Oh, the fitness world is still there, yes. Okay. But your question was if we are going to do relationship thrivation again? Yeah, are you going to do that? I mean... Because we still use all of that. Oh. I think I did say to Scott a few weeks ago that we need a part two. 
because, you know, we're 10 years into our marriage and things have shifted and, you know, more lessons have been learned. We do talk a lot about that on wine night, but if that's not your tea, then yeah, but we'll let you know how to find us there. Your relationship diversion is amazing and relationships are ever evolving, whether it's friends, but most of the time, if it's your actual relationship, it's just really important because it's impactful every single day. So I think that's something that we will talk about doing and I'll let you know. <laughs> Thank you. And then the second one was, could you dive in a little bit more of how you were able to like accept the change that you've been going through? Like I just had a baby, well, she'll be two, but my youngest is nine, so I have a big gap. And so, like, this body is not the way I remember it after I had the last baby. And I'm struggling to, like, you know, that comparison, and I have to stop because I'm going to be 40. And my body's different than when I was 30. The first thing I say, and I mean this in the most respectful way, because I do think it's great that you feel like you look better and you have more confidence and you feel more beautiful or pretty or stronger but there was this thing that was happening where it was constantly like, oh, I'm back to my high school weight. And I'm like, who wants to look like they're in high school? Like, I mean, if I was in high school, I want to look like I'm in high school. I was 178 pounds, you know, like, I'm fine at 220, you know? So that's the first thing I want to say. I think a lot of times we hear like, I want to get back in my wedding dress. I want to get back to my high school weight. And I'm like, but why? Not that you shouldn't have a desire or a dream to feel good and look good. That's the first question. It's like, well, you're older, you've been through more things, you have more wisdom and more understanding of the world, you're busier. I mean, come on. I mean, I have five-year-olds, your youngest is nine. I think the thing that we don't understand is our time is completely ripped away from us. Whereas before, Scott and I were talking about like, oh, we would go to a city, we would work out, we would fly to another city, we didn't have kids, we would just kind of be living our lives and our house was collecting dust because we were so busy, but that's not it now. So we made it a priority, not that you're not. But, so that's the first thing to think about. You're not gonna look like necessarily all the time gonna look like you were before you had kids because the other thing that men don't understand is like the woman's body goes through like <laughs> an incredible experience and most of the time it feels more traumatic. And it's like, the minute you, your hormones switch like that, there's changes that's, that happens, right? So the real question is, for you, is how do you make the current body look as good as it can look at the current weight, at the current look? Because if you are striving to lose 15 or 20 pounds, you're fighting against something. From a personal experience, when I look back at times where I was like, oh, I want to be 190 pounds or 185 pounds, I'm like, but like this body feels and looks so much better. So if I look at you, I'm like, I'm fine with the way you look, honey. Like, I'm good. But, <laughs> Thank you. But I know what it's like to be in your own head. So my question would be to you is, how do you shape, fuel, and feel your body the way it is right now? Right? Like, what can you do? Like, what changes can you make? Are you doing the same things that you tried to do 10 years ago to get fit or 15 years ago? Are you like, oh, I'm going to do cardio? And are you switching it up? Are you eating things differently? Are you paying attention to your internal health? It's bigger than, oh, well, this is what you need to do. You only need to intermittent fast. You can intermittent fast and it might have results, but are you going to be stronger? 
I make reference to Scott all the time because I live with him. One day I walked upstairs and he was like, I feel like I'm losing my butt. And I was like, no, child, it's fine, you know? And then like maybe a few months later, maybe six, eight months later, he was like, I feel like I'm losing my butt. And I'm like, well, yeah. It was hard to tell him that. I'm like, yeah. I was just like, well, you're, you're doing the same thing. You're 50 years old. You know, let's see what we can do about it. Like people get their blood work once a month. We get our blood work every 30 days. You know, so we're doing things and, and fueling our hormones and, and eating differently to make work what we have now like if he didn't he's really happy with his body right now and he's like oh my gosh I'm so excited like I never would have done this so I'm, I'm saying all these things to make you understand it's not about what the past was it's about literally like what can you do right now with what you have to make it as great as you can make it because whatever weight you are right now I promise you if you shape that with the way you ate maybe lifted weights you're gonna be like I'm fine as like, I'm good, you know? So without giving you like a verbatim answer of like, this is what you need to do and this is how you need to eat, it's like, seek out things that are gonna help you out. And the first thing I say is like, get your blood work done if you haven't, because it tells a lot. I actually have some blood work that I'm about to do and go deeper into it to see like, like nutrition-wise, is my body operating the correct way? But I hope that helped. Thank you. Hi, Sean. Hello. My name's Tracy. Hi, Tracy. I love your Dig Deeper Nation shirt. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it helped get me through uh, the pandemic. So yes, it was cool. yes. Us too. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm a high school band director. Oh, band director. Yeah, yes. At Verado High School. Every year, we use like your moves to like help get us in shape for the season. You know, people don't think that band kids are the most athletic or whatever, but I know you try carrying around a 40 pound sousaphone and run around the field, it's like, it's a lot, right? So my job I see is like trying to get them in shape, especially after COVID, they're coming back with like no, no core strength and no like anything. So I guess one of the things that I was gonna ask is but if you'd be interested in doing a workout with my kids next uh in july i mean you say you're in buckeye uh -huh. how far is that from here so how long have you lived in arizona i've lived i've lived here 10 years but i've never been to buckeye so it's kind of like on your way to california but it's not that far <laughs> wait wait is it along the 10 yeah, it took me like about 50 minutes to get here. Oh, that's not far. Yeah, that's not bad. You can talk to the man standing to your right about that. I got that. you. <laughs> Just have them do the full 60 days of insanity, even if they don't want to, and they'll be fine. <laughs> but I would love to give it a free concert. Hi, I'm Julie. Hi, Julie. I'm a fourth grade teacher in Tucson. Um, I'm super excited to be here. So this is an important question because I know you've probably been through this. When you have that day where you literally do not want to work out, like you are not about it, what are like some things you tell yourself, maybe like two or three things you say to get your butt off the couch and like doing that workout? My first question is, well, how often does that happen? Um, not a super often, but maybe like once a week, you know, I'm kind of like, not as consistent as I'd like to be, so I need to motivate myself to do it because no one's gonna get up and do it for me, you know? Okay, so, so super honest question. How many times are you working out each week? Three to four. But I would like to push myself to be at least six days of like moving my body, doing something. Okay, so here's what I'll tell you to do. You might not like the answer, 
But if you are consistently working out three times a week, if you are consistent with that, meaning like those three times you can get up off the couch, you can go work out. Don't force yourself to work out on the fourth day. Because a lot of times people think that they're feeling lazy when they may actually need to rest. And so what's going to happen is when you stop forcing yourself to do that fourth day, the next month, your body will be resting and you'll be like, oh, four days a week is no problem. But the thing is, like, you don't have to push yourself because you have consistency. Consistency is the strongest muscle that's going to get you to the results. Here's a quick story. When Scott and I got married, our florist, she was like, oh, my gosh, I really want to do insanity. And she was like, but there's no way I can do it. I said, well, just I was like, do like one round of the warm up. And a year later, she lost like 80 pounds. And she was like, I, that's what I did. Each month, I just did a little more. When she called it, she said, I also just finished my full workout. But it was the consistency of doing what it is that she can do. I know this is not your question, but we see the results of other people. And then so we're immediately like, I'm going to push myself to push myself to push myself to get that. But what if your body's not ready to do that? And so what you're doing is you're going hard and then you stop. You're going hard. There's no consistency there. But like try to build up to the point where you don't feel like, oh, uh, like I got to push myself to get off the couch. If I don't want to work out, I'm like, I'm not working out. You might be like, well, that's easy for you to say. And ju it's just like when people say, well, you don't need to work out. You're already fit. I'm like, this is crazy. But the way I got here for the last 25 years or so, I just did it when I enjoyed it. I mean, don't get it twisted. There were some times where I was, I wanted to work out, but I was like, Lord have mercy. Like, I don't want to do this because it's hard, but you know, but the days where I feel sluggish, I'm like, I'm just not going to do it. That's why I asked you how many times has this happened? So for the next month, three times a week, I don't even want you to do four if you want to. Three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and your desire to do number four is going to go up. I promise you. I promise you. Hey, I'm Steven. I'm from California. So when I was 39, I wanted to have this work out, have the best body at 40. And the pandemic came in, I couldn't work out because every place in California was like shut down. Exactly. So now I'm like really pissed off and uh, I don't kind of, I can't get out of my own way because I see people that are like, let's work out. And I'm like, you didn't want to do it a year ago when I was turning 40 and I spent 40 in my house. So I want to get out of my own way and not be angry about not having the best body at 40 because I'm 41 now. And so what would you say to that? I mean, people say age is just a number, but it's not. So I get it. I understand. So tough trainer alert. So you couldn't get it at 40. So you just going to throw in a towel? Well, I mean, I don't want to, but I'm, I'm angry about it. You're because, right. Because I wanted to have this party and just get all crazy and be like super sexy. Still have the party. But it's not my 40 though. Still have the party. Yeah. Still have a 40-year-old party. <laughs> that doesn't mean you need to stop. But the thing is like, okay, so it didn't happen at 40. Still have the party. Have a 42-year-old party and slay the game. And make it a big deal. Make it all about you. Call all your friends. Be like, I'm turning 42, and y'all better show all the way up. Like, don't just make it a 42-year-old party. Make it a 50-year-old party. Like, be consistent and keep it. Keep that. So whatever you do to feel and look that way at your party, make sure it's something that you can sustain. 
So even if a pandemic hits again, you find ways, not a typical pandemic, but life happens, you still have a way to be like, well, I'm gonna maneuver my way through this. But everybody in here can find a reason not to work out. It's very easy. I can be like, my kids are driving me nuts. And I can put that in my head and I could do less. But instead of getting in your own way, use yourself to push yourself out the way. It's like, you know, the best battle you can have is against yourself because you know you can win, right? So have a 42-year-old party. Where you live in California? Los Angeles. Don't make me show up because, you know, <laughs> don't make me show up for a good hour. Show y'all how it's done. Just have the party in the current day and be in the power of now. All right, thanks. Well, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, my name's Catherine. I live in Queen Creek. Um, uh -oh. This is kind of a serious question. Okay. I'm, I'm actually a Zumba instructor of 12 years. Very cool. I'm 53. I'm a hairdresser, yeah. retired, married to a retired Marine. So I had a bilateral mastectomy. I've had 10 procedures, but my upper body strain, I have not been able to find a trainer that can help me get that back. I mean, yeah, I teach Zumba, but I like to have the muscle too. Yes. So, I mean, during COVID, I taught virtually, which got me up to work out. And I also did the beach body. But finding a trainer to help with the upper body. So, thank you for sharing. <laughs> because I know it's really tough to share something, you know, that's so deep. Physical therapy, have you been? Yes, I did that. My last procedure was two years ago. Okay. Had a reconstruction. Did you still continue physical therapy? So I'm, I'm um, asking yes. very- But finding a trainer to understand that, they have no clue. Right, the reason why I ask is because, so my trainer, Kristen, she's an actual doctor in physical therapy. I don't think you need her as a trainer. I think right. I want to connect you to her for physical therapy. Have you had like dry needling and all that good stuff? Haven't did that yet. Okay. I know a lot of trainers that can really focus on that, but I feel like you just need another modality to fire up those muscles. Did it affect your hormones at all? No, but in three weeks I'm having a hysterectomy, so I'm so you're down again. Yeah, so all of that, I would just like really focus on how the hormonal changes are going to happen and what you can do to help that out. But also, I definitely wanna connect you to Kristen. I think it'll really help. At least it'll be one thing. Did your doctor say prior to your procedure that you would experience that? Yes, I don't mind talking about it, but I've had, um, my implants were under my muscle which affected when you do any workouts, it feels like you're trying to push something off your chest. Well, now my implants are, behind, are above the muscle, so now everything is a little more natural movement. Right. But then it's like, I don't know, I just, I want to do that pull up. Some of the trainers, they just don't understand. If you drive here, I know plenty of trainers here that are <laughs> really good. I mean, I just need that extra little push. Exactly. I mean, the cardio stuff is... Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, my name is Anjali. I was an insanity trainer and master trainer, so we've gotten to hang out a couple times. Yes. We are surgery twins, I believe. I had a total hip replacement on February 16th. Was that the day you had your shoulder surgery? I think it was the 16th, Scott Stretching. So, it was. Yeah. He gave me a thumbs up. Yes. yes. So my question is, I am, and I assume a lot of you in this room are the same, I am not the person that has a problem working out. I'm the person that has to force myself to take that rest day. Mm. And being out did a mental number on me. So I follow you on social. I know you had some issues as well. So my question is when those of us that are, that use movement as therapy, when we have that taken away and we know it's for the better, I'm eight months post-op as are you, I'm better, I'm doing almost everything, not quite back to the tuck jumps yet. But how do you get through that setback knowing that the comeback is going to be strong? But when you're in that time, it was rough for me. I think this was the thing that, saved me is I just went with it. It's, it's just like when you are teaching a class or you're training someone or you're coaching someone through a weight loss journey, it's so easy to desire and fixate on the end result. But there's something really amazing if you submit to enjoying the process. Because for me, it was like, well, I decided to get this surgery and The minute I got out of surgery, I was like, oh, like this is it. So I made more of the getting better and getting healthier, stronger, mentally stronger. I made what was happening in the the progress of of healing the priority instead of like, this is where I want to be. When I got surgery on February 16th, they were like, oh, it's a three-month recovery. I'm like, well, May 16th, I'm going to be back teaching on body. I'm going to be like, and that's not what happened. Not only did I not do that, but May 16th came and I didn't want to go back to body because I was like lifting weights. Now I was eating differently. I still had shoulder pain. There was no way I could have taught a class, you know, and I just enjoyed the process. I was like, okay. And I accepted the changes that came from that because one of the other things that happens with people like you and many people in here, like you were saying, is that we know what we're really good at. And then we start going down that road of what we're good at. And then we are on this amazing road and we're, and we feel successful and we're happy. But then there's a glitch in the matrix that happened. And we really believe that we want to get back to doing that. But that glitch in the matrix happened to possibly make you take you down another road to be able to use what you know but enhance another part of your life. And so I don't dance as much. I played tennis three times since I got healed with my shoulder. You know how crazy that is? Because I was like, oh, I'm going to get done surgery, and I'm just going to go back playing, and I'm not. Now I spend more time in the gym than I did before. I spend more time at home. You know, so it's just like these things you have to, like, go with the process. My question to you, what has gotten better since you had the surgery? right? Like what part of your life is better? And I can probably answer that. It's what you said, but I was forced to focus on internal healing and being able to 
um, cherish the extra time that I had since I wasn't teaching classes for several months. And again, doctors lie. Three months is a lie. I know. Don't ever believe your doctor when they say you're going to be better in two months. You'll be back in three months. Lie. (laughs) Yeah. Getting to spend more time with friends and family and do things outside of the gym. And then hopefully, you know, now that I'm back stronger, faster, bionic. Yeah. I think that the joy too is when we do go into this place of struggle and we do come out on the other side, unlike a lot of people who go into a surgery and the doctor's like, if you want to get better, you have to work out. We don't have to do that. Like we know that's a part of our, our life's DNA at that point. So I think create like a snowball of everything that's happening. That's really great. And then just go with it. Like your body's going to get better because it just looks like you ain't going to give up. I didn't know that you had hip in the workout. I was looking at you like, oh, she's trying to come for me, you know? So, and also, which you didn't mention, but the people looking from the outside in are <laughs> looking at you completely different than what, how you're looking at yourself. So I just say keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. I'm Olivia. I'm from Surprise. Oh! Surprise. I'm a special needs mom. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the videos that I've sent you on Instagram of my son. He has nonverbal autism, um, and he loves you just as much as I do. You've been a part of my journey for quite some time, gotten me through some really hard times. So awesome job today, everybody, by the way. So I just wanted to thank you so much for just being a part of my life. I love you and your whole team and your kids. I mean, you guys are just so amazing and so inspirational. I took a new job this year as the executive director for the Autism Society. So now I'm responsible for like a whole community and really motivating my team. And I think you are just so inspirational and such a great motivator. And I was just wondering, are there certain characteristics or keys that you try to focus on to be a good leader and to keep your team motivated. Thank you. And thank you for what you do for your son and how you enhance your life by helping other people. Thank you. Because I'm sure you hear life-changing things every day. So thank you very much. I just continue to be a student. That's what I do. Everybody I hire on my team or that comes up on stage with me, or if I meet someone, like the first thing I'm like, what can I learn from this person? Because we're all better at everybody else in something, right? And so for me, I just continue to be a student. It's funny, I walk around the gym and people will say something to me, they're like, oh, but you know. And I'm like, can you please stop saying that? Because I learn a lot by listening or you remind me of something that I didn't know before or even just training every single day. like just the way my body moves and the injuries that I have that I thought this is the way I was supposed to be doing it. So I just really keep myself a student and I also keep myself a student to my kids. I mean, you know, being a parent is the craziest science experiment ever. Because like my kids, people look at it as talking back and I'm like, if they have a valid reason for what they're doing or their reasoning for what it is, I'm like, you're right. I'm like, you're absolutely right. And I laugh and I'm just like, you got me. I learn from them every single day. As an LGBTQIA plus community member, I spent 21 years not being myself. So I combine my love of learning from other people with the joy of being free to be who I am. And those two things, when I combine those two things, I'm just like, 
I'm having a good ass time. It's what I love to do. And I try really hard not to judge people. I mean, I meet people all the time, like a lot on the airplane, in the airport, at the hotel, bar. I love meeting people and I love hearing their stories. It always happens that I end up helping somebody like release their internal self and stuff that they don't either want to talk about or they've been hiding for a while. And I'm just like, I'm never going to judge you. And I think that's the other thing. Like, I just don't, I don't like judging people unless you're like mean. If you're being mean, I'm going to let you have it. But other than that, I'm just like, I love it. So anyway, that's what I do. And the other thing that's really weird and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, like I'm a feeler. I am a feeler to the max. Like even when I walked in this room within 34 seconds, I'm like, I know exactly how to go on a journey with these people. It sounds really weird, but it's really true. I feel things in such an incredible way. It used to be extremely overwhelming where I would leave an event like this and I would tell Scott, I'm like, nope, I just need to like go to sleep. And now I'm like, this is my superpower. It just is. So thank you for your compliment and sharing and letting me share. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, Jandy. Hi, Jandy. Nice to meet you. What do you tell yourself on the shittiest of shitty days? How Be do you shitty. Just like when you're mentally just plateauing, you know? Mm. We compare ourselves, you know, our mental fitness, our mental, our mental health to our physical fitness, right? Yeah. But when you feel like you're just in that shittiest moment of your life and you can't, like, push yourself out of that mental box. What is it that you tell yourself on those days? So interesting story. The woman sitting against the wall over there, my friend Jessica, I make a promise to myself that every time I'm crying, I take a selfie and I send it to her. And she has a few of them. And what it's made me realize is that I'm accepting how I feel in that moment. Because most of the time, if someone sees you cry, the first thing they say is, oh, don't cry. Or it happened as a kid. And I'm like, okay, like this is really great because you're connecting to something. So like connect to that something, whatever that feeling is and connect to it. And it's less about bringing yourself out of that and more about understanding why you're there and why you got there. 
I'm a big proponent of mental health. I'm like, therapy is really incredible. It's amazing. I get to go out there and run my mouth. Sometimes I'm laughing, sometimes I'm crying, but it helps me to connect to where I am at that moment. And so when you feel like that and you connect to what it is, you might not get yourself out of that space in that day or even in the next couple of days, but here's what's going to happen. Every time you're there, there's going to be a common denominator that you figure out why you're there because it's never the thing, it's the thing. It's not about your body and how it connects to physical fitness. It could be somebody that made you feel bad about yourself. It could be something from a long time ago that really pushed you in a space that, you know, it's hard for you to like climb out of. Connect to the moment, feel the moment. And if it happens often, I say go to therapy. The other thing I do, I don't like giving people like crazy tips that don't work for them, but I don't know if you're in a relationship, are you? Okay. Did you ever get in like a heated discussion with your partner? Okay, so me and Scott promise ourselves that we're in a heated discussion. We have to move locations. Like if we're in a house, we have to go outside. Change the scenery, change the energy. It works. So if you are feeling bad about yourself, but you're in your room or you're in your house and you're just like pacing, go to Target. Target's always a great way for me to have retail therapy. <laughs> go to Target. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just... Just change locations, it changes your mind, and it finds a way to just like at least put your mind in a different place. Thank you so much for your question. Hi, my name is Stephanie, coming from Kansas City, originally from Michigan. Love you, just like everyone else in this room does. Question is, I know there's a lot of changes right now with body and beach body and everything going on. What are your future plans, future programs? Asking for a friend. Trust and believe we are gonna slay the game. Something old, something new and it's going to completely enhance your life. And I'm so excited. <laughs> Trust me, you will have a good time. Hi, hello. Can I just get a selfie because this is the first time I left my room in two weeks? Absolutely. I've been there and there's a lot of people that's been there when you're stuck. So I really, really, want to take a moment to commend you for leaving your room okay look at me look at me okay I just want to commend you for that because it's very important I know it's hard hello I'm Jordan I'm 23 Hi. I'm from Phoenix originally from Buffalo so a question I have is um, what's your best advice for getting out of your comfort zone oh did you read my book Okay, you need to get that. It's called T is for Transformation. The first superpower that you need to learn in life is to get uncomfortable. Because life is just not comfortable. The minute you thrive in uncomfortable spaces is the minute you can enjoy life just a little bit more. You see this line on the stage? The difference between comfort and discomfort is that. Wanting to have a conversation with somebody and they're standing right in front of you like, I'm just not going to say anything because of the fear of the fact that you think you know what's going to happen in the future, right? And so you stop yourself and you create barriers because of the fear that's in your brain when really the best place to be is over here. As long as it's not dangerous, right? The best place to be is over here. When Scott and I get in an argument, I talk about us getting in an argument because that's like the worst thing for us. Like if we do get in a bad space, he hates it. I think he's learning to like embrace it a little bit more. 
he hates when we get into discussions like that. He's like, you love this. You love this. I'm like, I absolutely do. Because when you go into a space, you learn so much more. Because if we never say anything, if we have this energy and we're just holding it in, we're not going to get better. But the minute I step into that uncomfortable space, I'm like, okay, this sucks. But like, I'll never do that again moving forward. Or we have this conversation. And it's the same thing with your life. If you're afraid to take that leap, the only way you're going to get better or really know is if you get in that uncomfortable space. Whatever it is, just do it. My name's Tanya. That's hey. my daughter. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that probably stems from me. My question is, how do I find myself when I'm, I'm a feeler, so I pour myself into everyone all the time, and it brings me joy, but recently I just feel lost and empty, and I try to get up and go every day, but I put everyone else in front of me, and I just don't know what to do anymore, if that makes any sense. I love my life, but... I feel like I need to find me and I can't mm. figure out how to do that again. <laughs> mm. So I have a question for you. If you walked out to your car right now and it was on E and you had three miles left in your car, but your, your house is 20 miles away, would you try to drive home or would you stop at the gas station? I would have to stop at the gas station example the people who are waiting at home that are looking for you to drive them to the grocery store to drive them to the mall to run an errand for them you won't be able to get to those places if you don't fill your car up you won't be able to do for other people if you don't fill yourself up and here is the joy this is the most wonderful part which is going to sound like the most horrible part the people who walk out of your life because you can't do something for them one time two times or ever they're the people you don't want to take your fuel away from you anyway. I love that you said you give and it makes you happy. And you might not be doing this, but this could be for someone else who's listening. We have to give without expecting anything in return. And I know you don't, but my whole thing is like, when people ask me to borrow money, I'm like, don't ask me to borrow money. If I have it, I'm like here and do not pay me back. Because I'm not going to give it to you if I don't have it, if I can't be without it. You don't have any fuel left. What is the gas station for you? Is it a spa day? Is it having your daughter and friends throw a party for you and celebrating you? Because another thing I talk about in my book is being positively selfish, which I talk about a lot. A lot of people feel like if it's about me, it's a really bad thing. I'm like, but no, it's about me. Not because I want to be better than you, but like your body has to be fueled with so much in order for you to reap the benefits of giving. And the last thing I'll say is, but if our son were to somehow take off, we're all gonna die. You're the son to everybody around you. You're the nucleus of your existence. You're the son to your solar system. And I promise you, the way you feel right now is affecting the people who care about you. They much rather see you happy and doing nothing for them than to see you sad and not being able to at least be in the presence of them and feeling good about yourself. So my challenge to you is fill your tank. If it makes you feel better to tell these people, I really love y'all, but I have to do me. If three people walk away, 
They were that unleaded fuel. I hope that helps. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. What does trust and believe mean to me? Being able to wake up in the morning and literally for 99% of the day, knowing that you matter. When I raise my kids or if I'm reprimanding my kids or if I come to the gym, I'm like, the only way this is going to happen is if I really believe that I matter, right? And the only way I'm going to believe that I matter is if I trust myself. So learn to trust yourself. Just be you. I know for a fact people look at me for a lot of times like insanity and fitness and whatever. When I first got married and I would post pictures of me and Scott, I would lose 500, 1,000 followers like this. I realized that, wow, like people only like you for a niche. I'm a human being. And this is who I am. And I'm like completely fine if you don't want to have anything to do with me. Push play on my workouts. Don't come around me anywhere else. But I refuse to hide who I am to please somebody who's not going to think about me two minutes later. So be you, work, bitch, ah, cat, cat. And I love y'all. Thank you so much for coming. Again, I really appreciate you being here. Thanks again to the gym. Thanks again to Aqua Hydrate and my friend Carly, who's making pancakes out there. And thank you all for coming to the Church of Insanity on this Sunday. I know a lot of you drove far and flew from far away. So thank you all so very much. And I hope to see you all again. And always trust and believe in who you are.